Fridays. We are your hosts, Archie and Chia. Oh, Jasmine. For today's episode, we have Simon joining us from Pinoy's on Parliament. Pinoy's on Parliament is a yearly national conference focused on youth leadership for young Filipino Canadians. Welcome to Filipino Friday, Simon. Thank you so much. So happy to be here. Shout out to Jasmine. We've known each other way back. So it's good to be amongst you folks here today. Wonderful. So, of course, we're here for you to tell us a little bit about yourself, your upbringing in Canada, and how you got involved with POP. Sure. So, again, my name is Simon. I go by he, him pronouns. I live on Treaty 7 territory, which is now known as the city of Calgary, Alberta. Um, so, I was born in Quezon City, Philippines, um, but my father's side is Kapampangan from Tarlac, and my mother's side is Ilongo from Negros Occidental, which I know Archie's family is as well. Shout out! Shout out. Yes. So, well, it's Ilongo, so like the, the roller coaster accent. Yeah. Um, but I came to Canada when I was seven years old in Calgary. Grew up here ever since. Grew up around Filipino people, going to Filipino parties. Um, having lots of Filipino friends. And I went into university with just that strong sense of, of community. Um, but what was challenged by that is this sort of, um, it's kind of like this thing that is part of me that the Filipino community often like pushes away, which is my queerness. And so I found it really hard at first to, to find strength uh, and empowerment um, being me instead of like say the child of my parents or like uh, that one Filipino kid. And so, so going into university, I kind of felt um, a little lost. Uh, and then I started getting involved with the University of Calgary's Filipino Students Association. And they've helped me a little bit, you know, letting loose a little bit and just having um, the best time for me and just um, finding myself as a person. Um, and then I got an email from Pinot on parliament i'm like what is this and i was really intrigued and so i looked into it it was originally um during the the term break for many universities in february and they said that this was going to be their first conference and they would really appreciate people from different fsas and different places from all over canada to come to ottawa to to join them i thought that i wasn't really gonna get anything out of it i just kind of wanted to leave calgary to be honest to to uh, to have my fun elsewhere um and so i remember going into to ottawa that february and i didn't know how much my life would change after that weekend during that weekend too but it was the connections it was the people that i was able to talk to the friendships, the long-lasting friendships that I was able to retain and the 
the opening of possibilities almost seeing other Filipinos do things that they wanted to do, not the things that their parents forced them to do. Those are the types of things that I brought back to Calgary and started to work on. And that's empowerment and that joy, that Filipino joy that I got from Pinoy's on Parliament that 2019 stuck with me until today. And now I serve as POP's Director of Outreach for this year. And so I'm really glad to be helping out with getting people to come to POP because I know it to be a a life-changing time. Yeah. Bongga! Bongga kadai! Bongga Oh, I love it. No, that's so beautiful that, you know, you don't, you, you don't really know what to expect and, you know, it ends up becoming a life-changing experience. So, and now here you are with us today. So thank you so much for sharing your story. Now, um, do you guys have any questions to jump into? Well, I just saw it. Um, I love that you're relating this story of like finding yourself and weighing out, you know, what your family, um, their expectations of you were and then finding like change in a space like Pinoy's on Parliament. I, I don't know. I haven't been there myself, but I get this feeling that most people who, um, you know, want to be in politics of some sorts um have this like sense of like, I really want to make a change. I want to make a difference. And they have a great vision for the future. Um, And I think that comes from like a lot of inner work that you have to do within yourself. So I'm sure that's like, you know, like how old were you when you um, were like, I guess like recruited or like they they reached out to you? (laughs) I don't don't know what to say. (laughs) Kind of sounds like a a frat. When were you recruited to the frat? I have to calculate that I am so bad at keeping track of these things. So I was 20, uh, the ripe age of 20. And I went into uni when I was 18. So I think that would have been my like second or third year of uni. Um, And yeah, uh, I'm going to bring in Jasmine a bit because Jasmine has known me since my youth days when I was before 18. Um, And um. I think I think we went through a similar like growth process, if I may say, where uh, we started figuring ourselves out at that uh, later time from the background that we grew up with, because we both grew up very, very religious, evangelical, born again Christians. Um, And we were involved in that side of things. And so um, it's not bad to be religious at all. I still am to this day. But really having a stronger sense of self is something that I found outside of the religious institution and POP really added to that in a very, very, very good way instead of, um, I guess, falling into things that I wouldn't have been comfortable with or like forcing myself to do things just for the sake of fitting in. Um, Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm glad that I'm in the place that I'm in now. And I'm glad that the Jasmine is in the place that they are in now. Uh, It's so good to see them. Sorry. Just, just having them on this podcast is really, really nice. <laughs> we love, we love to see. We love the love. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and like, I, I think it's funny that like that's kind of the perception that you had because I'm like, um, I, I think like at the time when I met you, like I already knew 
I already like understood um, my queerness more. And it's just like something I wasn't open about uh, just because, again, like just being in religious communities and, you know, wanting to protect the peace in a sense. Um, but like, I think there's so many things about our identity otherwise that still come through. Um, and maybe queerness is one of them. I remember like, you know, we had that conversation and you're like, I saw you and I was like, oh my gosh, my butch queen. And I was like, yeah, I just, I feel like that, I think in that sense, like when you are seen, but then when you get to walk out in it, like that is such like a, that's an empowering moment. And so like to be a part of something like a youth conference where you're going to recognize that in other people and then like um, equip them to like walk out on that. That's amazing. Um, and I think what I was relating to in my point uh, earlier about like, you know, you thinking about like the background that you grew up in and then finding like these resources with Pinoy's on Parliament of like, how do we move forward in the future? Um, like, I, I want to know what are some of the things that, uh, like, what are some of the ways that you guys are going to, I guess, like, equip uh, this future generation? Um, yeah, yeah, I don't know. What Perfect segue. Or something like that, yeah. I mean, that is the theme for this year, for 2022, right? Pagita, tell us what that is and how to bridge that gap for the next generation. Yes. So I'd love to talk on Pagitan. So you know how Filipino, sorry, Tagalog words are very conceptual in that there could be just one word for like a whole situation or like many different things. I think Pagitan is kind of like that. It's like this contextual merge, meaning like the spaces in between, but it's not like a physical gap or anything like that. It's I I find it often used in like more um in the more emotional slash like non-material way. Um and the reason why I think that is because um we got the name Pagitan from a song by Moira de la Torre, um, who is uh one of the uh, what I find to who I find to be one of the great OPM um singers of our time. And Moira uh had a song entitled Pagitan where she was singing about like the spaces in between like two people. Um and if I recall correctly, it's about breaking up. You know how Filipino songs are about, you know, breakup and r- super strong romance and, and, and all of that type of silly. F the F. <laughs> feel the feel. Feel the feels. Like, like crying in front of the karaoke screen. You know how it is. Um, but no, uh, we're using the word Pagitan to describe the two worlds that we are straddling. The, the, the world in which we came from, the Philippines, and the values which come from that, the culture which comes from that, being between there and what is now called Canada. Like the society that's here, the, the intricacies that we have to face as we navigate life here in Canada um, as Filipinos and so finding that spaces in between exploring our intersections because our identities are not a simple things like we want it to be something simple but like it is we are we are what's that word um we are very very complicated there's a lot of um, layers to our individualities and to our and to who we are and so we hope that Filipino Filipina Filipinex youth here in Canada get um, a sense a really strong sense of 
knowing how to navigate um, their identities through the workshops, through the speaker panels, through the keynote speakers, and through all of the activities that we will be having for Pinoy's on Parliament. And, and we're hoping that youth feel that they're not alone. It sounds really cheesy. It does. But I hope that they don't feel alone, that they feel super loved, that they feel super supported, and that they find their way towards healing and towards liberation for themselves and to pass that on to to the people around them and to our society at large. And so it is it is quite grand what we're hoping for. But I think it's super possible, like with the power of community and, and the power of, you know, just coming together for for the one cause to have Filipino, Filipina, Filipinex youth represented and be out there and to be known here in Canada beyond what we're usually known for. So, yeah. That was beautifully said. No, that's exactly it. You know, we are not a monolithic um, community, right? There are so much, so many nuances to our identity. Um, it is a tapestry, you know, mixed with different colors. And um, to be able to lead with, you know, a movement, a conference like this that creates a space for youth to be able to be empowered, to embody, you know, what it means to be their true sense of self. Um, that is a mission that many others should really work towards. So, which leads us to, um, yeah, uh, can you talk about the other sub themes? It is involving, you know, self. Uh, please share with us some of the activities, some of the themes to look forward to for this year's events. Of course. So the reason why we have sub themes this year is because Pinoy's on Parliament will still be a 100% virtual conference this year. Um, so this is our fourth POP. The first one was in 2019 in Ottawa with 100 delegates. 2020 was also in person in Ottawa before the pandemic um, with a little more than that. But 2021 was we were still in the middle of the pandemic and yet we wanted to do a third conference and there were 300 delegates that showed up online um, for POP that year. And this 2022, we are hoping for those same numbers to have delegates from all across Canada and not just where we often see Filipinos, quote unquote, especially rural youth, youth, Filipino youth who are from the rural side of things, LGBTQ plus Filipinex, new immigrants and first generation immigrant Filipino youth as well. We want to see them there. Outreach is doing their best, That which is um, my portfolio for this year. Um, so going back to sub themes, the reason why we have sub themes, sorry, I just cut it off there, uh, is because we will be splitting it um, between two weekends at the end of May to prevent the screen fatigue and burnout. And so for the first weekend, our sub-theme is entitled Near, Exploring the Self, which means self and professional development and exploration, getting to really figure yourself out in the best healing way possible. And for the weekend following, it's entitled Far, the extension of ourselves. And I relate this to the Filipino concept of kapwa, 
where you have that sense of self, but the community, others um, empower and affirm you. That's the way that I feel we have seen things um, in Philippine society because Kapwa is a pre-colonial value the way that I see it. So it lasted through the colonial ages and to now. So that extension of self-meaning, we're going to explore things around community themes, cultural themes, and finding the next steps forward for, for our lives as we navigate society. So, yeah, I, I think it's really cool that we have these sub-themes because it, it really brings a focus for, for the conference. And it's, it's really nice to have that type of organization so that people continue to stay um, engaged uh, with the conference, even though it's online. And it sucks that um, we have to be online again, but we have to remember that the pandemic is still a thing. So we can't really do much about that, but we're hoping to have, to emulate that same experience we have had for four years, of course. I think ultimately it's like a journey of shedding your own skin and then growing that new layer, so. Love that. Love that analogy. Absolutely. I'm going to bring it back to Pinoy's on Parliament. Obviously, there is a large focus here of really empowering our own community, um, the next generation, the youth, um, to see ourselves in leadership positions, to see ourselves to be major decision makers, to become change agents. Right. Um, Let's talk about kind of, you know, why why is it significant to see a Filipino represented in parliament? Do you mind talking a bit about that? Absolutely. And I think um, to begin with, I think we should be encouraged um, by what's been happening. The 2021 um, federal elections, we saw an uptick of Filipino, Filipina, Filipinex candidates running for the elections from all sorts of parties. Um, And I think it's so good to see um, Filipinos put that into action. And what was the best outcome for Filipino Canadians after that election is that finally, after decades, I believe, of not having a Filipino representative in parliament, Rechi Valdez was elected um, into the Canadian parliament as the um, as a member of parliament for um, Mississauga Streetsville, I believe is the name of the writing for the Liberal Party, um, which is so so important because let's think about it this way we have a large diaspora um, in Canada Um, looking at it from from the Filipino side of things there are a lot of Filipinos in Canada in fact I believe Canada has the fourth largest Filipino um, diaspora um, in the world Um, in Canada we also form one of the larger immigrant groups and definitely we form one of the largest growing immigrant groups in Canada. Like imagine we are reaching 1 million Filipinos in Canada. Um, I just checked the census just now and we were at around 710 in 2021. But it's not going to be hard at all for Filipinos to reach 1 million, um, I feel, within the next few years. 
Um, and, you know, we have lots of our kababayans working in blue collar labor jobs, nursing related jobs and the healthcare industry, as well as service and hospitality, which is not a bad thing at all all. But there are Filipinos here who have the potential, who have the skills, who have the qualifications to hold positions of leadership and service to make a difference, not just for us, but for the lives of our Filipino people. And we aren't being, and we see right now that we aren't being represented in the politics side of things, in the business side of things, finance, media, what have you. We are still seeing different faces. Um, and so as youth who are wanting to establish ourselves in Canadian society, I feel like we want to do that without losing who we are. Like Filipinos have a strong cultural identity. Um, and and we are getting that exposure, especially after 2019 uh, with the Declaration of Philippine, Filipino Heritage Month. Um, and we're really building off of that momentum, you know. We want to continue that momentum until we see uh, those people up there helping us and and making a difference in people's lives, which is why this space isn't just important. It's essential to create spaces and capital to invest in our own kapwa and and to 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 see people up there and 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 to say yeah we did it we did it the sacrifices of our parents were so worth it what i have gone through i look back at it now and and i say hey i'm here now let's let's change the bad things that i've gone through so that other filipinos filipinas filipinex don't have to go through that anymore it's crucial. It's crucial. And I'm glad we are riding this wave of, of I wouldn't say popularity because it's not that shallow of, um, of learning and exposure uh, for, for Filipinos. Yeah. Yeah. And thank you so much. Like we, we were just like nodding our heads over here. Like, yes, yes. <laughs> we took it back to church a little bit. I'm kidding. <laughs> Preach. Yes, Oh my God. I feel like on a personal level, and maybe there's other people who relate out there. Um, maybe my hesitation to the idea of like myself as a Filipino being up there is that even my own family has a bad taste about, you know, being in a, like a political position. Um, and when they think about the politics in the Philippines and stuff, um, it leaves a bad taste in their mouth, too. And I think like over the pandemic, you know, like my parents have had a lot of time also just to like catch up on their Filipino TV kind of thing. <laughs> and yeah, like I, I just like I can't really even wrap my brain around some of it because like my mom likes to send me like tips on like staying safe for COVID and stuff. But she sent me this doctor, uh, this like video of a doctor and she was like, totally. um, yeah, yeah, listen to this guy about COVID stuff. And I was like, are you sure this guy's legit? She's like, yeah, of course, he's running for mayor. And I'm like, yes, how does that make him a good doctor? But yes, <laughs> the answer is yes. Yeah, and I'm just kind of like every time I hear about like Filipinos in politics, I'm hearing like, Yo, Pacquiao's gonna like run or something like that. It's and Miss like, Universe all yeah. over again. So I'm like, 
like I want to be able to like take it seriously and like maybe like reduce that like stigma but I don't know like when you have you had like a journey of like reformatting or reframing like how you even like take in that information and then decide like okay like here's the changes that I want to see I hope that makes sense Yeah, I could definitely speak on that. What I can say is that I think the Filipinos that want to be involved in politics here recognize that it is a whole different world. Like we know right now that um, the election season is ongoing in the Philippines with the elections on May 9th. Right. And um, I think a lot of the youth are comparing and contrasting because we had an election last year, too. Um, And, you know, election rallies in the Philippines are just so different no matter which candidate you support there will be like performances and like it's going to be super loud and like super vibrant and an election rally here it's more calmer (laughs) and um there's really really strong boundaries um between politics and and other things here um and so I think the Filipinos are starting to learn more about the political system here and they're starting to be more comfortable in, in, in navigating that um, while at the same time still making sure to uplift um, fellow Filipinos and to still center Filipino culture and and values around that because Filipino culture and values exist outside of the politics of the Philippines um, because if if we really tied it to that, then we would we would often think that like our oh, Filipino culture is just messy. Filipino people are this and that, um, which I believe it to not be the case. You know, um, we have really really good values. Um, example like collectivity over individuality, sharing what we have. You know, being generous, um, being vibrant and and lively. I think I think those things exist outside of the politics and i think filipinos who want to pursue politics are able to bring that into the canadian scene and i think it's something that's super needed i feel um just just to just for non-filipino politicians to to see um that this sense of really strong community values and unity is is it, it can be possible here in Canada too, um, where the the Western values of individualism are are much more stronger. Um, and I think POP is really making sure we are trying to make sure that we have the space for Filipinos who do want to enter into politics because we are still named Pinoy's on Parliament after all, and there was an original intent for this to be so that Filipino representation can go up in politics and governance, right? Um, I think POP is making sure that our values are still connected to us as we enter the Canadian political scene. And so um, I hope that people don't conflate um, those two two ideas together, those two political scenes. Um, It is a work in progress, and I'm so glad to be part of that work. 
Um, and just to add to what you're saying, you know, one of the things that is so beautiful about our community is the ability to build communities. Um, and this is just echoing um, our previous guest, Abby Sampson. Um, you know, wherever we are, whether it's in the workplace, whether it's in school, um, even in a large conference like this, that is life changing. It is building community. And that's why it's so much more significant that we see Filipino representation because of the kinds of changes that could be done wanting to uplift or change community, right? Seeing seeing possibilities happen, making dreams come true. Um, and also to echo on kind of the differences, that's why it's really important for the next generation to continue to uphold their values as they continue to pursue their ambitions so that they can also, you know, not only guide their parents or more so translate or navigate kind of how different it is here and actually yeah, I like that. Yeah, give them a little bit of assurance to trust that hey, I believe in my power as a Filipino. I can make a difference. If before you had your doubts based on your previous experiences, based on kind of the dramatic things that unfold in the Philippines, <laughs> um, trust in what I can do for the future and what I know that I can represent. And this is a power that I'm claiming as a Filipino AX existing in Hell this yeah. yeah, existing in this space in Canada. Like you said, we are one of the largest diasporas. Uh, even more so, we should channel that energy in making a difference um, with what we could do for our people as well. And find a way to contribute back um, to, you know, helping our Kapwa as they continue to navigate through life here in um, so-called Canada. <laughs> Archie, that was such a good speech. I was like, can I vote for you? I don't know what you're running for. You know I'm parliament. Yeah, yeah let's go. I was like, I'm writing that down. It's pretty good. But you know, you know, I also realized, like, as we like discuss this, I was like, why am I so tripped up by the idea that like maybe, you know, someone who's like decided like, oh, I want to be in politics yeah. has like an amazing background in fulfilling so many other roles. Like that's that idea, the idea of like, you know, the themes that we're talking about here is like you bridge all those parts of your identity yes. and you let that carry um, like a different weight and a different impact in what you do for your community. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. And just ranching off of what Archie said is that like, that it's almost when you were like explaining like our tribe mentality, like coming coming in, coming together as a community and like channeling the power of our ancestors. Yes, I was, come yes. on, people! Like, oh, I didn't know yes. it's natural for us. Yes, we don't. I don't think we realize it, but it just happens. Yes, exactly. But. So when we focus on, yeah, when we focus on the vision to be able to care for our own. Like, you know, again, just coming back to the core tenet of Kapwa, when you care for your people, when you care for your community, you will be uplifted by the community and, and you will empowered. be able to, yes, you will be empowered. You will be able to push for change. And that is the next generation that we hope to see. And thank you to Pinoy's on Parliament for creating spaces, workshops, leaders, speakers, so that we could see this uh, be engaged um, and to see this happen in motion today. So thank you so much for that. Of course. I guess, you know, at the end of the day, 
getting involved with this, it's a life-changing experience for you. If you were to talk to your younger self, and if you were to talk to the youth right now, what is the one lasting thing that you would want them to take away from this episode? Um, not only, obviously, to to participate in the Pinoy's on Parliament event, but yeah, if you had something to say to your younger self or even to the younger generation right now, um, what is it that you would like them to take away? Ooh, you know, I always have a hard time with those types of questions because I'm like, oh, I have, I, I, it feels like I have to really channel this, this, I, I can just imagine, you know, 17 year old Simon. That's around the time when Jasmine met me too. <laughs> um, you know, with all of his mind blocks, he had a lot of mental blocks. Um, and so I'm going to, I'm going to speak as if I'm talking to 17 year old me and it's to say, don't limit yourself do not no matter what anyone tries to tell you do not limit yourself it is okay to think big and to work on those things because if you continue on limiting yourself for the rest of your life you're not going to find that sense of fulfillment but when you think big and dream big and hope big, do not lose your sense of self in the process. Hold on to the good things. Hold on to the people that will support you. Hold on to the beliefs and the values that have kept you strong and happy and at peace. And, and that. Yes, it is absolutely okay to be Filipino. Be unapologetically, unabashedly, insert big words here, Filipino. It is okay to be Filipino in this place where oftentimes you will be pointed at or you will hear words against you because of who you are, but you could not change that for yourself. That is part of who you are. And there are a lot of good things about being Filipino. It, and so it's it's okay. <laughs> it is okay. It's It should be a beautiful thing in your life. It is a beautiful thing in your life. And I hope that the youth and 17-year-old me can 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 really live into that. Um, oh, and another thing. It's okay to fall three steps back as long as you try and go for four steps ahead. Kaya mo yan, Bess! Kaya mo yan, Bess! Kaya Any last notes? Any last questions? Everybody else? We all inspired here. Yeah, yeah, no, that was that was amazing. That is a beautiful way to close things off. Um, so please, will you do the honors and tell everybody where they can check out Pinoy's on Parliament, uh, when, and yeah, what's next? All right, let me have my little, you know, commercial moment here. Pinoy's on Parliament, it's back for its fourth conference. Our theme this year is Pagitan, and we will have two weekends, May 20 and 21st, and May 27th to 28th. If you would like more information, check out our Instagram, at Pinoy's on Parliament, one word, lower caps, and also on our website, Pinoy's on Parliament. 
dot com. Sige. <laughs> I think I heard you do that in that TikTok you guys made. I watched that. Me? Did I even talk in one of the TikToks? Yes, but we have a TikTok. We have oh, a TikTok. Just you so did. Just- but I, I remember you gave this weird look in the end and I was like, Simon, what does that mean? What was, it, what was that last What's look? What's the signal? <laughs> what do oh, I do? Okay, okay. Um, so, okay. So there's kind of this like internal debate right now whether the abbreviation of Pinozan Parliament is pronounced P-O-P or pop and I just gave them a little wink and just left them with it so he really tried to yassify it huh? <laughs> <laughs> the yassification of P.O.P. The of P.O.P. but guess what there are a lot of people that will yassify um, this conference because if I can share a little bit of what our workshops will be about so that we can tantalize you a little bit into signing up okay so speaking of yassification there will be a LGBTQ plus um, workshop space, um, which is super, super nice. We're going to have a workshop for newcomers and international students. So if you know that one pinsan or that one ate or kuya who is trying to figure things out as they've come here to Canada, bring them to POP. Um Professional writing, UX design. Ate Abi Samson is going to be um, leading a workshop on Mary Jane, the Forbidden Leaf. Um, there's going to be um, talks on migrant economy, um, navigating your career, financial literacy, pathways in the legal field, a cipher workshop, creative writing, sexuality, community organizing, cooking, storytelling, and model minority mutiny. So finding strength in, in our identity. So I hope those words really draw you in. I think they are very, very exciting. Um, and hopefully to see you at P.O.P. <laughs> you know what? I I should ask if maybe you want to karaoke Silk Sonic again, like, and we can add that into the the conference. <laughs> it's probably too late to submit that. I am the most biggest Silk Sonic fan. You don't even know Bruno Mars is my kuya. I was gonna say another word, but like, he's 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 Tito Bruno to me. Not even kuya, sorry. Tito Bruno, love me some Tito yeah. Bruno. Yeah. Well, okay, good. So maybe me and Simon, Simon and Otter will perform once again. Maybe it'll <laughs> be just me. Maybe it'll just be him. But today, uh, Simon, we are so thankful that you got to share about this um, with all of us, and we're excited to see how this conference will grow. More importantly, um, how all of the individuals there will grow and um, whatever comes next. Yeah. Sample! 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 sample. <laughs> I think we said leave the door open last time. <laughs> you know what? Otter can give you that example. I sound like chicken scratch. <laughs> Oh, wonderful. Thank you again, Simon, for joining us on this episode for Filipino Fridays. So grateful to have you grace us today. Super, super inspiring. Thank you so much for joining us on the show today. Thank you. Thank you for having me. And again, um, make sure to follow us on Instagram at Filipino Fridays Podcast. We have a special announcement. We are doing a music series every week this May, everybody. So make sure you tune in. Yes. Catch us on CITR 101.9 FM every Monday at 11 a.m. And of course, 
we're going to drop this major announcement now. Um, the event will conclude with not one, but two live shows. So make sure you get your tickets. Watch for the announcements. The link will be going up hopefully very soon. Um, and watch some amazing Filipino talent hit the stage. We have some amazing musical artists, other included. Hey. Yes. Thank you again for joining us. Make sure to catch us on the next episode. These are your hosts. I'm Archie. Chia. I'm Jasmine. Let's, Let's get, get it. it. <laughs>